Uh, well, obviously one main uh, subject. Um, what we get is um, daily uh, grim reports of um, uh, the number of deaths um, uh, increasing. Um, in Britain, um, it was the biggest um, increase yesterday, 700, no, excuse me, 917 total now, 9,875 deaths. Um, I think, uh, to use a phrase, that beats Spain um, in terms of uh, a daily uh, death toll. Um, we also have, of course, the ongoing um, scandal of um, protection, um, primarily um, for um, medical staff, but also, if you think about it, you know, bus drivers, delivery uh, drivers, supermarket workers, and one can carry on uh, down the uh, list. The very fact that um, medical staff um, haven't been provided with, you know, basic protection, you know, you have to use the word criminal uh, uh, about this. And the same applies to testing. Uh, there's been much talk of, you know, 100,000 uh, tests, uh, but the level of preparation here um, has been appalling. And, um, you know, uh, government claims that no one knew this was coming. Uh, this is absolute nonsense. Um, in terms of um, the global picture, uh, we now have the proud statistic from uh, Trump uh, and the United States that it leads the world uh, um, in coronavirus uh, deaths, uh, 20,000. Um, and obviously um, increasing hourly, daily. You have to say uh, that uh, in an advanced uh, society, such figures are a testimony uh, to years uh, of neglect, underfunding and under-preparation. And this isn't just uh, about the Tories, it's not just about Trump, uh, this is something in the United States that the Democrats presided over. Uh, it's something that the Labour Party presided over. The idea was uh, that you achieve um, efficiency in hospitals, and therefore, you know, a bit like just-in-time production, uh, you have just-in-time hospitals that are just on that knife edge uh, of coping. Um, but, of course, as soon as you get an emergency uh, they're overwhelmed. As soon as you get something unexpected, uh, the money isn't there, the infrastructure uh, isn't there. And uh, I referred to it last week. There was a report in, I think, the Sunday Telegraph uh, talking about uh, Cygnus, uh, which was a, you know, a game uh, exercise carried out, you know, by the NHS and various arms of the state back in 2016 premised on um, some uh, infection um, uh, coming from um, East Asia, uh, what would be the result? They went through um, um, the whole exercise, and of course what they found was that the NHS uh, was overwhelmed. So instead of actually planning uh, for what was uh, an inevitability, of course no one could predict this particular strain 
no one could predict, could predict this particular timing. But nevertheless, in terms of planning, uh, uh, none of that uh, uh, took place. Uh, and therefore you have to say uh, that in terms of the deaths that there have been um, and the deaths that we would expect, all of that could have been prevented. Um, I'm not trying to excuse China, quite uh, the opposite. Uh, the same applied in China in terms of when this outbreak took place. The state was very slow off the mark. But you have to say, once uh, the penny had dropped, they moved very fast, went into lockdown, uh, and clearly showed that they had the planning uh, with which uh, to deal with it. Uh, the fact that China could do that, uh, and Britain and the United States can't, well, what can you say? In terms of uh, uh, the lockdown, um, I think this really does uh, bring out in a very stark way uh, the class divide uh, in countries like the United States and uh, uh, Britain. Um, you know, there are millions of people who are trapped in flats um, uh, that have no garden. Uh, millions of people have to share their flats uh, with either family members or um, uh, other people that they're renting uh, together with, and they are meant to stay inside. Uh, meanwhile, you know, I, I, I noticed the latest uh, news that's come vis-a-vis um, uh, -vis, um, uh, Boris Johnson and his recovery. Uh, what he's gone and done uh, is, of course, go to the Prime Ministerial retreat, uh, checkers uh, for his recovery. Um, um, Liz Elizabeth Windsor has done the same thing. She's gone to her castle uh, in Windsor. And of course, then we've got uh, uh, Charles Windsor, who's up in um, uh, Scotland in Balmoral. Um, you know, the rest of us, on the other hand, are being criticised uh, if we sit on a park bench. Uh, and we've seen examples you know, of the police uh, telling people not even to sit in their uh, front uh, uh, garden. Uh, an interesting, shocking report in the uh, uh, the mirror um, in terms of um, uh, people who aren't uh, getting 80% of their wages, um, who've just simply been laid off, maybe illegal workers or maybe delays in universal credit. But uh, the estimate is 1.5 million uh, uh, people are going without food. Um, uh, a, a disgraceful situation. I've already mentioned uh, uh, the police. Quite clearly there's the temptation uh, uh, for the police uh, to go for, you know, draconian um, uh, measures. Um, you know, what on earth uh, uh, is all this all about sending drones up um, uh, to spy on people? Uh, patrolling parks, uh, let alone front uh, gardens. And we even had the absurdity of um, some police um, uh, actually telling shoppers that they couldn't buy non-essentials. Um, I thought it would be worthwhile commenting uh, briefly on Steve Headley. Um, he's the Assistant General Secretary of RMT. And of course, as you know, he was uh, suspended uh, by the union. Why? Uh, because he tweeted 
that if Boris Johnson um, uh, died uh, because of uh, COVID uh, um, uh, infection, uh, he would hold a party uh, to celebrate. Um, and so the union, as I said, uh, suspended him uh, after we had the uh, campaign of, um, um, you know, outrage uh, conducted by the media. My mind goes back um, a few years uh, to the death of uh, Margaret Thatcher. Um, I mean, it wasn't something I was going to particularly uh, join in on, but I can certainly understand why uh, people did it, and I can certainly understand why uh, it got um, uh, you know, a, a wide resonance, i.e. the SWP and other comrades on the left basically celebrating um, her death. I have to say that um, I consider that just slightly ambiguous because she had dementia. She most likely didn't know what day it was. Um, nevertheless, uh, the fact of the matter is because of her role, particularly uh, in the minor strike, but also, uh, you know, the poll tax, uh, the smashing uh, of uh, trade union strength, um, council housing being sold off, uh, privatisation, neoliberalism and all the rest of it, uh, you can understand why people actually celebrated uh, her death. And such was the feeling, remember, uh, that the authorities actually had to allow demonstrators uh, to line um, her um, funeral uh, cortege. As it went past, there were demonstrators holding up uh, placards talking about the witch is dead uh, and all the rest of it and far from being picked up by the police far from being truncheoned that had to be allowed in other words that was a, a deep social sentiment now what we've got with Boris Johnson isn't an ex-prime uh, minister we haven't got someone suffering from dementia we've got someone in charge of this government who's been a member of the Tory government now he's uh, a prime minister and what's he presided over? Well, as I said, thus far, uh, nearly 10,000 uh, deaths. Uh, uh, I've made the argument uh, that uh, uh, the vast majority of these deaths are completely unnecessary uh, if uh, um, the preparations have been put in place uh, uh, for a pan pandemic. I, if you had uh, testing, uh, you could follow each in infection. Um, if you look at uh, doctors and nurses uh, uh, dying, much of that is to do with what they uh, breathe and one can carry on uh, down the list. So, uh, in terms of Steve Headley, what he's a victim of is this idea that we're all in it together. Now, as I said, it's quite clear that in terms of this uh, uh, COVID-19, anyone can catch it, whether you're a royal or whether you're the prime minister. But in terms of then what conditions uh, you're expected to lock down in or recover in, uh, then we're dealing with something radically uh, different. And quite frankly, uh, um, you know, I unhesitatingly uh, defend uh, Steve Headley, not because uh, he's actually, you know, advocating uh, this uh, virus to uh, uh, knock off uh, uh, the cabinet. Uh, but simply because what he's reflecting is, I think, a healthy class instinct uh, that says that we aren't in it all together, uh, that what we've got here is people responsible uh, uh, for presiding over the running down of the NHS. And the NHS is praised 
uh, um, only under such uh, circumstances. Remember uh, when uh, this um, Cygnus uh, war game was being uh, done, uh, this was Jeremy Hunt uh, that presided over it. He saw the results and the Tories decided not to do anything about it. They need to take their uh, responsibility uh, for this. In the same way uh, that the government has been preaching to people to keep social distance, I agree uh, uh, with that, uh, but clearly members of the government uh, didn't actually adhere to what uh, they'd been telling everyone else uh, to do. We've got uh, some examples of uh, people believing uh, that uh, um, this virus is somehow connected uh, with 5G. Uh, clearly that's irrational, but when you're faced with irrationality, you need to ask yourself, why do people believe in irrational uh, um, explanations? Uh, and the reason is, I think, fundamentally, uh, that people do not trust the authorities, do not trust uh, a government, and I think they're right. Uh, not to do so. That doesn't mean I believe that 5G is somehow uh, responsible uh, for coronavirus, or for that matter, 5G will be somehow responsible uh, for uh, turning people into robots. That's one of the ideas that if you're injected with a, um, a vaccine, uh, the story is that they're also injecting little things into you uh, that will put you uh, under control. Uh, therefore, people have been burning down uh, these masks. Clearly irrational, nevertheless. Okay, moving on uh, now. Um, we've seen the election, very expected in the Labour Party of Keir Starmer. Uh, we knew uh, that that was going to be the case very early on. Um, you didn't need to be a genius to work it out. All you needed to do is look at the results in uh, Corbyn's own constituency, um, Islington North, uh, of where the meeting there voted uh, not to nominate uh, Rebecca Long-Bailey, but to nominate uh, Keir Starmer. Now, I've been told uh, that, well, um, um, this doesn't reflect the rank and file. Well, clearly it did. Who's more likely to attend a meeting of Islington North, the left or the right? You ask the question, you know uh, the answer. Um, so there are some um, on the left that have um, congratulated uh, Keir Starmer and uh, Angela Rayner uh, on their success and said that they look forward to working uh, with them. I include in that category, of course, Momentum. Um, uh, other sections of the Labour left have said, well, this represents a setback uh, um, for the cause of the left in the Labour Party. I think that this is, um, to, putting it, put, to put it quite frankly, um, you know, delusional. Uh, the Labour left has had a, a body blow. It doesn't mean that it's finished. It doesn't mean that the struggle in the Labour Party is over. Uh, but nonetheless... Uh, the uh, opportunity that was opened up, um, you know, in 2015 with the nomination and the, then the success uh, of Corbyn in winning uh, the leadership, that now is over. And uh, if we look at the um, shadow cabinet, 
that Keir Starmer has put together. Uh, this is a right-wing uh, Labour shadow cabinet. Um, Angela Rayner supposedly comes from the centre of the party. She will behave in a right-wing way. And all we then need to mention, you know, is figures like uh, uh, Liz Kendall, Jess uh, Phillips, and one can carry on. Um, and the fact that uh, Rebecca Long-Bailey is there, she is just a left careerist who will move to the right. I don't know where her career will end up, uh, but she is not going to end up as a champion uh, of the socialist cause. Uh, she's following a long and well-trod path uh, from someone who talks uh, left, uh, but ends up uh, with uh, the right. And of course, what's going to happen after this uh, uh, new shadow cabinet has been put together and uh, Corbyn's uh, allies have been purged, uh, is that uh, the next stage is going to be Labour Party HQ. And I think you can safely predict that Jenny Formby will go, uh, and what we'll see is a replacement um, of, how should we put it, um, <coughs> Unite Apparatchiks uh, with Unison uh, Apparatchiks. And that will go right down uh, deep uh, into the party that people who've uh, got their little jobs uh, under Corbyn, uh, these people will go, uh, and uh, what you'll get is Dave Prentice's uh, people being moved in, and they will be moved in, and you know it already, uh, from um, uh, Keir Starmer's uh, victory speech, which was released on a video that's been welcomed uh, uh, by the, the Board of Deputies, um, when he says, you know, that anti-Semitism has been a stain on our uh, party, and uh, I'm I'm pledging uh, to you that I'm going to uproot it. Um, um, we should believe him, but of course, what he means uh, isn't anti-Semitism. What he means is anyone who's pro-Palestinian, um, anyone um, who's opposed to the Zionist state uh, of Israel, um, anybody um, who dares uh, to actually uh, criticise. Uh, um, um, the um, pro-Israel uh, orientation of British foreign policy. They will be the targets. And I think that what you can say is that uh, Starmer will have to produce um, some well-known heads uh, to lop off uh, if he's going to satisfy, and maybe he never will satisfy, uh, the, the Board of Deputies and the Telegraph and the, the Daily Mail and the Sun. But I think we should be expecting some high-profile uh, figures. So, you know, Moshe Macover uh, would be one that comes to my mind. Maybe Graham Bash, uh, maybe an MP or two, I don't know. But it will be those sort of figures that, who I think will be uh, targeted. Uh, and, of course, uh, um, um, the purge will uh, go deep down um, um, into uh, the party. So how should we respond uh, to this? I think the last thing that we should uh, uh, do, uh, as I've already indicated, is to say uh, that the Labour Party is dead. In my view, it remains a bourgeois workers' party, and it may, remains as relevant uh, for communists as a site of struggle uh, as do uh, the, the trade unions. Um, so we don't advocate 
uh, leaving the Labour Party. We see no point um, in the prospectus being pursued by the comrades in the Socialist Party in England and Wales uh, to construct a Labour Party Mark II. Uh, you know, why would it turn out to be any different? You know, historically it wouldn't, but the reality is we already have a Labour Party Mark I. Um, the trade unions remain affiliated uh, uh, to it. Uh, we need to fight in the Labour Party. But from our point of view, what we need to get over to the left is that without a communist party or, or, or some sort of proto-party of some sort of substantial size, uh, there can be no real solid progress uh, in terms of the left inside the trade union movement, uh, let alone in uh, the Labour Party. Why? Uh, because capitalism wants uh, a two-party system. It needs um, uh, a second 11, and under Corbyn, uh, that second 11 hasn't been captained uh, by someone that they consider a trustworthy. Keir Starmer is putting himself forward uh, as someone who will rebuild trust uh, in the Labour Party. And of course, what he means by that is trust with uh, uh, not so much the electorate, but the electorate that is influenced uh, by the mainstream uh, bourgeois uh, uh, media. Um, lastly, um, I just wanted to say something about what I understand um, is going on in the um, Labour-Left um, alliance. Um, I don't know what's going on, uh, but uh, I've sort of picked up, um, you know, on the wind, um, talks of resignations and um, suspensions. So uh, one comrade, Tony Greenstein, has been apparently suspended. How you actually suspend someone uh, from a non-membership organisation, a federal organisation, I'm not quite sure, because we're talking about an individual. We're not talking about where he comes from, Brighton Labour Left Alliance. Uh, we've also heard of uh, a resignation of the um, Labour Left Alliance national organiser. Maybe um, that's a, um, a resignation and then a non-resignation. But the argument seems to be around... Um, whether to um, use the Labour-Left Alliance to organise people who are in the Labour Party, want to fight in the Labour Party, and those that have given up on the Labour Party and, and have resigned. Personally, I think that there's no point in having uh, the Labour-Left Alliance uh, for, uh, as an organisation for people that aren't wanting to fight um, um, in the Labour Party. People have been expelled from the Labour Party. People have been suspended or barred from the Labour Party. That's a different question. But people who voluntarily walk uh, from the Labour Party, uh, I think that they put themselves outside uh, the uh, Labour Left Alliance. Now, what I would say, though, is that in terms of Tony Greenstein, um, I think he's putting forward not an argument I would agree with, but an argument that ought to be dealt with politically and not um, using administrative uh, uh, measures. Um, so as I understand it, uh, the national organiser of the Labour Left Alliance, uh, Comrade Lee Rock, has been making that argument. And I don't see why that argument shouldn't be made 
um, you know, uh, and um, you just win the argument, and that those that want to go on a different course are free to go um, on a different course. So again, I, I don't want to be taking uh, sides, um, um, you, know, you know, hard and fast in, in this argument, but it would seem to me that Comrade Lee Rock is, has got the right argument, uh, but is using uh, the wrong methods. Um, as I understand it, there's a meeting of uh, Labour against the witch hunt online um, on Tuesday. I don't know why it's been called, except I'd say it's very timely uh, after uh, the election of Keir Starmer and his pledge uh, to abide by the Board of Deputies' Ten Commandments and his pledge to uproot uh, anti-Semitism. All of that's very relevant. Whether this has got any relationship with what's been going on in the left Labour alliance, I just don't know. But I would urge comrades uh, to attend that meeting if you're a member of law, if you're in the Labour Party or orientated uh, to the Labour Party, I would urge comrades uh, to try to attend that meeting on Tuesday. I think it's um, in the evening, and um, it, uh, after this meeting, uh, we can supply you details uh, if you don't have them. That's all.